Just run the ball with Cam Opachowski. What's going on, everybody? We just finished up week 10 of the fantasy football season, and we did our rankings for the top 10 teams the week before. But unfortunately, there were a ton of upsets again. So we made new rankings. We will be posting those later. But for this episode, we wanted to get back to more fantasy relevant players, what we see moving on. So we're doing every main position except for, you know, defense kicker, but we're doing the important guys and talking about who we think, who we think will be the biggest stud moving forward. And then also a sleeper pick for each position. So we're going to start off with my personal favorite, most important position in, in fantasy football, the running back position. So, Tom Hines, you want to start it off? Tell me who your top running back for the rest of the season is. Sure. Uh, my top running back, well, I mean, Derrick Henry would have been. I'll throw that out there. He would have been go. the top guy, but he's out. So, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor as the best running back for the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor, who's that? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a, a no-name. You know, no one knows who he is. No, yeah. He's the PRK1 um he's on a team with just an absolutely insane offensive line and he had a 175 yard rushing game there's not much more you can ask for in a running back so for me he's going to continue his domination on the ground and he's going to remain the one and uh what do what do his friends call him <laughs> his friends call him jt all right okay jt all right i know who that is yep. yeah. uh yeah so i I like Jonathan Taylor too. Uh, he is now the PRK one. So that's, you know, obviously evidence enough. He's a big play guy and the offense knows how to use him. I think there's a lot of people where Dalvin cook would be my top guy based on skill, but the Vikings just don't really know how to use him this year. They've done really well in the past, but they're struggling as a team. They're struggling in the run game. They're not using him to his full potential, which is exactly what the Colts know how to do with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I was actually debating uh, putting McCaffrey up there. He's kind of been, I don't mm -hmm. want to say like inconspicuous this season, but I kind of forgot about him up until I think this week he came back. He's been out for, I think he got out like midway through week three and he's just now coming back. Maybe he was back last week too i think yeah the the only week he really didn't play that well was the week he got injured against new england he had 14.6 which is fine it's his first week back it's low for mccaffrey but every other game was in the 20s yeah for 15 points it's so weird to think about 15 being a low yeah, for a player it's like a bad week <laughs> for him yeah honestly um but like, yeah I, I i like i like taylor i i could definitely see him being the top guy moving forward because he has that big play potential yeah, definitely. So the guy I had for mine, I, like I said, I, I like Taylor. And if I had to put someone right up there with him, I really like Najee Harris on the Steelers. I think 
the Steelers offense is not great, but I think Najee Harris is great. There's no one else I would really want or feel comfortable starting except for Najee. He's averaging just about 20 points and the guy's usage is insane. The last three games, 26, 22, 26 carries, and he's getting passes. He had a game this year with 28 fantasy points, no touchdowns, and that was due to 14 receptions for 102 yards. So his usage rate is insane. It's gotten him to PRK4, including the bye week. So I really like Najee Harris. I think he's right now playing the best out of anyone on that offense. And he's he's got a really high floor. First game, 5.9 points. After that, his worst game has been 16.8. So I think he has a great floor. Ceiling is lower than Jonathan Taylor, but I, I really like Najee moving forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm right there with you. Uh, he's a, a massive part of that receiving game. Like you said, the Steelers don't really have a, a clear, well-defined wide receiver powerhouse. Uh, the way I see it is Najee Harris is basically the real only consistent starting guy on that, on that uh, offense for fantasy. I think he's currently sitting at the PRK four rank right now, um, but he did have his bye week already. So I'm not sure what other running backs ahead of him maybe haven't had their bye weeks yet. I know Jonathan Taylor hasn't had his yet. So definitely a fan of Najee Harris. I think that you're right. He's, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best player on the Steelers right now. Yeah. I know some people will argue big Ben, but uh, hopefully, hopefully not. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe big Ben's family. Yeah, yeah, maybe his family or um, some of the women he's respected throughout the years. <laughs> this is true. And I, I just looked it up. Jonathan Taylor is leading Najee for about uh, about a point and a half. So they're they're pretty close. But like you said, yeah. J, JT didn't have the uh, the buy yet. Exactly. So we'll see Harris kind of get his true ranking. I, I, the the bye week always confuses me with PRK rankings because it comes down to the end of the year. Someone has a bye week and suddenly they drop a couple spots down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's. I can, it, it's definitely something to watch for because it, it it may affect if someone has a big week and someone else has a has a bye week. Yeah, I can see Harris finishing um, PRK one running back through the season though. I would not be surprised at all. Who do you got for that? your sleeper? Oh, yeah, I, was, I was about to I was about to ask you. You beat me to it. So my sleeper is is Clyde uh, Edwards on the, on the Chiefs. Uh, I'm a huge okay. fan of, of Clyde. I actually. I tried to finesse him out of uh, a good friend, Kyle, get him off his team and onto mine, but I couldn't, couldn't manage to do it. But I like Clyde. And the reason that I like Clyde so much is because, um, as some of you probably know, Mahomes has been facing a lot of cover two, prevents him from throwing the deep ball. And he's learning very slowly, but he's learning to be really good with these, with these um, running back screens and these second, third options. So for me, Clyde in the passing game, his value is skyrocketing. And I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes – well, he's not going to finish top five, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top five running back from when he gets back off, off injury. Yeah, so I, I've i never been high on Clyde just because of his inconsistent kind of patterns, but he did have some good games this year. He was still drafted pretty much in the second round, so I don't know if you're getting that value for him. But I remember – you brought up that thing about the cover two with Mahomes, right? And how that's been really boosting been, the running back value. Exactly. It's been, it's basically, they're, they're just having two safeties 
way far back in the field, and it prevents Mahomes from throwing the deep ball, but it also gives a huge advantage to the run game. And that's a huge bonus for Clyde because previously when he was inconsistent, it was because there'll be a game where Tyreek Hill has like 200 receiving yards and four touchdowns or Kelsey yeah. has like a great day, but those, op- those opportunities are being limited by the defense played against Mahomes. So he's being forced to dump the ball off more often to the running backs and hand the ball off more. So for that reason, I, I see Clyde coming in and you can see it even with his backup. So in the last three weeks with Williams, 17, 10 and 30, that that's the, that's pretty good numbers. That's, that's running back one numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as running backs go. So for me, I think Clyde's going to take that next step when he comes back. So let me give you this one, just since I don't know if I'm sold on Clyde. Are you nervous at all that uh, Daryl Williams it will split into his time? Or do you think Clyde comes back and they're just going to roll with him? I think they're going to roll with Clyde. Reason being is, is, I mean, I know Williams has had a dominant stretch, but he's mostly, he's been getting most of that work in the receiving game, which is what Clyde was originally really good at he, Clyde was never really for me a big heavy running back guy he was a pass catcher so for me I think that Clyde's going to be fine and maybe Williams will take some of the actual handoffs and, and ground game but as far as receiving goes I think Clyde's going to take most of that action okay well I'll I'll be interested to see because I like I said I've never been high on him but it seems like this is the time to be a Chiefs running back yeah I I was I wasn't high on him either in the beginning of the season I thought he was being way overdrafted but mm-hmm. As of right now, I think he's going to do really well. How about you, though? What's what's your uh, running back sleeper? Yeah, so my guy has been consistent is one word. He has not had any terrible games. He has not had any great games. The PRK 26, I have Javante Williams on the Broncos. The reason I like Javante is because he's averaging 10 points. I know, great, great but he has two touchdowns on the year and Melvin Gordon's getting a lot of these touchdowns, but Javante Williams is getting a lot of the receptions. So I, I think Javante Williams being younger has a lot of potential. I I think he's quicker than Melvin. Melvin's been great to get into the end zone, but the numbers he's putting up aren't as great as, Javante Williams he's Javante Williams is averaging five yards per carry which is you know very strong to do as an NFL running back and Melvin's 4.4 I know not a huge difference but he's more efficient than Melvin he's getting a lot of work in the passing game and I think the touchdowns will come I understand if he's not going to be the you know workhorse that Melvin may be and not getting the rushing touchdowns but He has more receptions than him. He has more receiving yards. And I just think that if he gets into the end zone, you're going to have a really good week. And by really good, I mean, probably 15 points, but he's, you know, he can get 80 yards a game. So if he scores a touchdown, he's in RB2 territory. I gotta say, I like the pick. I was actually looking to grab him off waivers, but unfortunately I didn't get him. Mm -hmm. So I I think someone dropped him a while ago. I tried to get him, but he got, he got picked up off that waiver yeah, period. Yeah, scooped right. Yeah, scooped up right away. Yeah. yeah he's, he's been tough to get. Um, I mean, does it does it bother you at all that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback? Or as far as you're concerned, is that a win? Because he's not really throwing it downfield as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just, if stuff works, I 
I don't look into it a ton. And like the, the run game has worked. And so to me, like you bring in another quarterback who's cause sometimes, you know, if it's a better quarterback, it may make the offense better, but it might also mean they throw more and they're throwing to the receivers more. So right. I guess it's kind of the, you know, if it's, if it's working, whatever, just go within. And I know the team isn't good. I know they're not scoring a ton. The, the efficiency of the offense isn't great, but the run game has been good. So I'm kind of like, a, I'll, what, whatever works, like it's fine. So um, yeah, I don't think the offense is great, but it seems like Javante Williams has been successful and he's very efficient. If Melvin goes down, I think he's a stud. Yeah, I can definitely agree. If Melvin goes down, then, then Williams is going to be the guy. Do you think Williams has what it takes? I mean, Melvin has the edge in the beginning of the season. Melvin's more experienced. Do you think he has the edge to catch up? So I think Melvin right now has seven touchdowns and mm-hmm. Williams got two. I think you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. But I, I can personally see him getting some more touchdowns. Maybe not necessarily rushing touchdowns, but if he really works on that screen game and the check down game, I think he could make the push for those receiving touchdowns. I could I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, I, I think they're a few apart, like eight spots apart. I could see them finishing right about where, you know, like, like right next to each other. I, if Javante's a little ahead, if Melvin's a little ahead, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Javante's going to get more yards though. And touchdowns are mm-hmm. very hard to measure. So to me, I I'd rather take the guy who's getting Getting consistent yards. yards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the exact same way because touchdowns are great if you get them, but if if you're getting a game where you have two touchdowns, it's like, Oh, awesome. And then the next week it just doesn't work out. doesn't get any, like maybe get stuffed at the line and then Mm -hmm. only gets 20 yards and you're just screwed. You can't have a guy like that on your lineup. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree with that. I like Williams as a, as a pick. How about the uh, wide receiver? Who's your uh, your wide receiver one finishing this year? Or not necessarily wide receiver one, but yeah. what wide receiver do you think is going to finish this year strong? So for the rest of the year, I really like Devontae Adams. He was the PRK one last year. I know there's been drama, struggles, a lot of stuff in Green Bay involving uh, Devontae and mostly Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae has, you know, popped up on the injury report. COVID, you know, different stuff like that. So right now he is currently the PRK four averaging 19 points, slightly important has not had the bye week, but they have a lot of divisional games left two with Minnesota, Detroit and Chicago. And those are tough games. Those are hard fought games. And Devante Adams always shows up in those games. I just feel like every, you know, Thanksgiving game game before the playoffs when it's big, I'm I'm banking on Aaron being the Aaron we saw last year. I think he's going to do very well if he doesn't get COVID again or doesn't get injured. If if, if <laughs> yeah, both if these he, guys he are healthy, yeah, if both these guys are healthy, I see a lot from Devonte Adams, and I think he could hop back into you know that PRK one conversation like last year. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, bolster your argument a little bit. I'm, I know you mentioned no bye week, but he was out for a week too. So even Correct. though the team hasn't had the had the bye week, he's still basically ranked as if he had that bye week because he was out for a week. Yeah, and that's true. The next, yeah. the next week after he was out, he played with Jordan Love and got his worst game of the season. Right. So I think I think I think you're right. I think four is too low. I think that he had definitely has high potential to finish as the best wide receiver for the rest of the season, especially with Rodgers now back. I know he 
started the game off this past game off pretty bad, but he also didn't practice with the team for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So next game, I definitely expect a, a massive showing out of both of them. So I, yeah, I love this pick. Definitely a fan of Devontae Adams. Hey, thanks, man. Who do you, who do you got for uh, Mr. Mr. PRK one or Mr. Top for the rest of the year? I'm actually going to my, I mean, this is kind of like a running back. It's pretty boring, but Cooper cup, I think is, I know he's the PRK one now, but I think he's going to stay that way, especially now with, with woods getting injured. Yeah. That's a big, I know. Hit. Yeah. A massive hit for the Rams. I know Odell is, is coming in, but it's going to take him a while to get like, to be that guy. Like, I know everyone kind of makes fun of it, but Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford eat breakfast together every day. You can't really top that chemistry. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess not. I, I couldn't think of a I couldn't think of a better thing unless they were dating. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be an absolute money combo. Just <laughs> getting the ball every time. <laughs> but even against uh, the absolutely terrible game against San Fran, he still put up twenty three points, which is absurd. I mean, I don't know how mm-hmm. your team can get smoked that bad and still put up twenty three points. So yeah, for me, yeah, I, I I know I keep kind of saying oh you know maybe he'll fall off but i i have to stop saying that it's not going to happen um yeah he's he's the prk one at 26 points i don't think anyone's going to catch him i think Devonte could you know do better in the rest of the season but he's not going to still not going to catch him. Yeah, yeah he can't take over that prk one and like you mentioned too an abysmal performance by the team and cooper cup was still extremely fantasy relevant with 23 points I don't know where that puts him on the week, but I'm sure that's top 10, if not top five for the position. No touchdowns as well. It was all yards, 11 catches for 122 yards. And he's getting, there's been, well, take a guess how many games a season he's been under 10 targets. I have the stats in front of me, so it's kind of cheating. Oh, come on. (laughs) Okay, well, it's it's one for the the people who didn't know. And it was nine, so... Nine, nine or more in, you know, every game. Yeah, yeah. You almost want to just scratch off that week and just make it even. 10, yeah. You know, and double digits in every week. So exactly. it, I, I think this is, you know, like you said, kind of an easy one, but I think it's an obvious one too. Yeah. It's anyone. I mean, I, I was on the, the hate Cooper cup train in the beginning <laughs> of the season, but I guess, yeah, uh, I wear the, the crown of shame and well, that's not really probably a crown, the hat of shame and admit I was wrong and Cooper cup's going to remain the one, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's hard to bet against them and with the woods thing too. Um, yeah. But yeah. So we got, we'll do quarterbacks next. Who is, oh, we got we to do oh, the sleepers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. About a whole section here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take <laughs> we'll that. Start out. Well, who... <laughs> Just give it the cut. All right. Who's, who's your uh, sleeper wide receiver? So yeah, my sleeper for wide receiver is, None other than rookie Jalen Waddle. And I really like Waddle. And I'm hoping Tua stays healthy because he's actually been pretty good. Pretty good for fantasy. And honestly, I think he won them that game against uh the Ravens as well, right? Yeah, he was yes. he was it. Ah, uh, yes. well, he started. I mean, the defense got the touchdown, but yeah, but he 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 kept up with Lamar Jackson, which and that yeah. game wasn't saying much, but it was a game that they shouldn't have Jackson. won, and they did. Exactly. So yeah, I like I like Jaden Waddle. 
Jalen Waddle. He's currently the PRK 24, but he's been, he's been looking good, averaging 13 points. And he's another guy that three touchdowns on the season. Fine. It's not a, the, the Dolphins isn't a super high scoring offense, so it's really hard to have a ton of success there, but he's, he's gotten double digit targets in five games this season. So he's getting a lot of attention and Devonte Parker right now is on IR. We don't know how long he'll be out for. Could be a few weeks, could be the season. So I really like Waddle. Gusecki's been up and down, even though he has been good. Started him last week, got me a goose egg on Thursday night football, which was awesome. But <laughs> Waddle still looked uh, good in that game. So I could I could yeah. see him jumping in, you know, top 20, top 15. Yeah, I definitely like Waddle. And I actually, I remembered as soon as you said Waddle, my first thought was, well, what about Parker? But yeah. I did the check. He's been out for almost half the season at this point. Right. So, yeah, I like Waddle a lot. Actually, I think I think he was projected like 16 points going into the last game, if I remember correctly, which I thought was was kind of crazy. But I didn't really look into his stats too much. But looking into his stats for the last couple of games, I can definitely see why. And the Dolphins uh, are behind by a lot, so they're throwing. Throwing the ball, yes, all the time, exactly. I mean, you look at the game against Baltimore, he put up – I know, I'm going to say only, but he put up only 10 points, but also the offense was terrible. Yeah. I mean, that whole game was a disaster. So, for me, getting 10 points there is an absolute win. I agree. Who do you got for so, your guy? I have um, – I don't, I don't know if uh, – it's kind of kind of a he's not I don't think he's as good as Waddle. I'll start with that. But I have okay. Rashad Bateman. Ah, that's it. Ah, that's I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I actually this was what I was surprised about. So um Ethan actually had Rashad Bateman on his on his bench starting when he was still on IR. I don't know how he sniped that. Mm-hmm. Been well, doing well he he followed research. it up by benching him when he does well too. So <laughs> yeah, kept him on the bench exactly. But yeah, he's good. I like him a lot. He's he's really low in the PRKs. He, I think he's like, yeah, 91. But he's also been out for the entire season pretty much. He's played four games. But in that game, only one of them was for below 10 points. And that he's averaging 10.5. So for me, not that many people have him rostered. He's a good flex option if you can get him. So if he's still on waivers for you, I'd definitely recommend him add. Yeah, I like him too, I think. Marquise Brown is the guy, but between, you know, Mark Andrews, um, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, and Rashad, um, Bateman. Rashad Bateman, someone's going to go off. And right. if, you at, if you start some guy at your flex and he has a 33% chance to go off, that's really good. I would – a lot of yes. a lot of people you start at your flex you're hoping for 10 to 14 points maybe but if you have a chance the guy gets 20 22 points that's big play potential that not all players have like there, there's a lot of players that are very good that don't have that potential so i i think he definitely has that being on a high powered offense which is hard to say after last week but a usually it's, high it's powered high offense powered. Yeah. yeah so i i could see him doing very doing very good and some games being a top 15 guy. Yeah, it's it's weird for me to recommend Bateman. I never thought like last year or the year before that I would be recommending three startable or that there would be three startable receivers on the Ravens because 
Jackson just didn't have the, the throwing accuracy. He didn't throw enough to, for me to really say other than Andrews and um, Marquise Brown, that there'd be a third guy who is putting out numbers, but Jackson, I mean, he's really upped his, uh, his throwing game this season. So I think Bateman is going to be the product of that where all this increased passing and increased accuracy, I think that's going to show in Bateman, which is why I had him as my, my sleeper. Yeah. I, I like that one. I, I think that's good and good offense too. So that's who we have for the running backs and the wide receivers. Two of the most important positions you're going to have for fantasy. Next episode, we're going to be doing quarterbacks and tight ends. Also quite important. So tune into that one. We'll be posting that one after this. Check that one out after. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? <laughs>